Welcome to episode 124 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, we're talking about DOMS, Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. I had someone reach out to me in the DMs and ask like, hey, I don't always feel sore after a workout, even if it was like a really hard workout. Is, am I doing something wrong? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about should you be feeling DOMS? What even is it? What does it mean if you don't feel it? How do you um, recover from it if you're really sore? Should you be working out if you're really sore? All the things muscle soreness. Let's do it. Hello, hello. Hope you are having a wonderful holiday season this December. I am, I am enjoying myself. Bit of a cold today. I'm sorry if I sound really nasally. Going to work my best to get through this without having to stop a lot to blow my nose. Did not want to skip the podcast for a cold. So today's episode is going to be based on a listener question. Dana reached out to me on Instagram with a question about DOMS. If you don't know what DOMS is, it stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. And Dana's question was specifically about the lack of it. She said, um, I'm going to summarize here. She left me a nice long voice message. But basically her question is, sometimes I am not sore after a workout, even if it's a real butt kicker. What gives? Am I not doing it right? This is a great question. And it's important for us to understand two things here. One is what does soreness indicate and not indicate? And two is what gets us results? Now, of course, what results you're looking for is going to be important and your results, what you're looking for versus what someone else is looking for as results could vary. Um, you could be looking for athletic performance. You could be looking um, for just feeling good. For this discussion, we're going to assume that the results you want involve looking, defined, fit, toned is the word that a lot of people used. Um, that's what we're going to assume the results are that you're looking for for this episode. Now, it's important to understand how muscles grow. Ladies, if you're thinking, I don't want big muscles, I understand. I get it. If you prefer that word toned, it's totally fine. What I want you to understand is what the word toned means. Toned means losing fat as needed plus building muscle. That's what toning is. You've got to build muscle to tone. Hypertrophy is the fancy word for muscle growth. The main driver of muscle hypertrophy or muscle growth is what is called mechanical tension. Mechanical tension is the stimulus or stress, could be another word we use, that is placed on muscles when you contract them against resistance. Okay, so mechanical tension is the stimulus placed on your muscles when you contract them against resistance, when you place force on your muscles. So imagine you're doing your bicep curl, you're curling up, you're placing that force on your bicep. That is mechanical tension. When you create this tension, it sets off a cascade of chemical reactions that leads to muscle growth. And that muscle growth is what gives you the results of looking shapely, shaped, defined, toned, okay? We need to set off this cascade of chemical reactions, and we do that by creating mechanical tension. All right, so that's part one of what you need to know to, to have this discussion. And then 
let's talk about soreness. Here's the interesting thing. You can place that tension on your muscles and trip off that cascade of chemical reactions and not be super sore. That's important to know. You can also make yourself super duper sore and not trip off that cascade of chemical reactions. Okay. And if you don't trip off that cascade of chemical reactions, you're not going to build muscle and get toned, defined, shaped. And when you think of a time like when you like, maybe you like painted a room in your house and it took you all day and you move for hours and hours in a way that you don't usually move. And in the days that followed, you were super sore, right? That wasn't necessarily a muscle building workout, but you were super sore. I could give you a workout right now that would make you not able to get off the toilet tomorrow and yet not create the needed stimulus, i.e. working your muscles with enough of a stimulus to turn on those chemical reactions. It's important to understand what causes this DOMS, this delayed onset muscle soreness. And what causes it is micro tears in our tissue. They typically show up within 12 to 24 hours after exercise, and they last like 48 to 72 hours. Okay. When is this most likely to happen? When are we most likely to get DOMS, to get these little tears? Three times. One, you're doing an exercise that is new to you or one you haven't done in a long time. So it's a novel stimulus. Second time you're more likely to experience DOMS is you're doing exercises that accentuate the eccentric portion. The eccentric is the muscle lengthening portion of an exercise. So the down portion of a squat or the down portion of a lunge or the down portion of the bicep curl. For most exercises, the eccentric is the down portion. Um, for some, it's the up portion. So a lat pull down and the eccentric, the muscle lengthening portion is the up. Whether it's the up or whether it's the down, whenever you're emphasizing the eccentric, you are more likely to be sore. So let's say you were doing a squat and you were doing it with a three second lowering phase, a three second eccentric, that could be quite soreness inducing. So that's the second time you are more likely to experience DOMS. And the third time is when you're doing exercises that stretch the muscle to a long length. Lunges are a good example here. Now in all three of these cases where you're more likely to um, experience DOMS, you could also be creating enough of a stimulus through mechanical tension to grow your muscles, but you aren't necessarily doing that, which is why we don't look at soreness as a gauge for whether we had an effective workout or not. You follow it? It's just the wrong measure. Think of it this way. Using soreness as a gauge for whether your workout was effective is like using your kid's mood to gauge whether your parenting is effective. Now, would it be a sign that something's off if your kid was never happy? Yeah. Sure, but it's not the yardstick with which we measure success. It's not a feeling we're after. We're after the result of raising a decent, honorable, loving, kind, whatever your personal list is that would show success in parenting. And as you well know, just keeping them happy all the time doesn't necessarily lead to those results. My kid would act super happy if he didn't ever have to do a chore, if I didn't make him go to school, if I gave him everything he asked for. But those things are not likely going to lead to the result that I'm looking for of eventual adults who are all the things I listed earlier, right? Those um, decent, hardworking, kind, 
adults that we're looking for doing all the things I just listed, you know, giving him whatever he wants and you don't have to do any jobs. You don't have to go to school. It's not likely going to lead to that, even though he might be like, wow, this is a super sweet deal. I'm really happy with today. It's the same thing with your workouts. If you're chasing the feeling of soreness, it won't necessarily lead to the result you want of a fit, defined, strong, toned body. So stop chasing soreness. Recognize that it is normal and it will be present more in the circumstances I already mentioned, a novel training stimulus, emphasizing the eccentric, stretching muscles to long lengths, but remove soreness as the end goal itself. You don't want to be sore. You want results. And sometimes that means you'll be sore and sometimes you won't. Now, give me just a second. I do need to wipe my nose here. Now, no discussion of DOMS would be complete without chatting about what you can do to reduce it and whether or not you should train while sore. So let's take that last question first. Can you train? Should you train while sore? It really depends on how sore you are. Here's what I would recommend. Start your workout, get a really good warm-up. That is not the day to skip your warm-up, ladies. Get the blood flowing, get your muscles warm, and see how you're moving. Try body weight only variations of some of the exercises on the day's plan. If you're able to move properly, cool, go for it. Maybe go lighter on the weight as needed to maintain form. But if you are so sore that you're not moving well, that you're moving in a stilted manner, you're not quite able to get into the positioning you, you need to because you're in pain, you're not able to maintain proper form, skip the workout. DOMS will be gone soon enough. Remember I said 48 to 72 hours and you won't end up injured. Okay, so that's a really good gauge of whether you should be working out when you're sore or not. How sore are you? Can you move um, in a proper manner? manner? Now, as to what you can do to reduce DOMS, DOMS is benign, but it can be uncomfortable. So you may be looking for ways to reduce it sometimes. The number one piece of advice I would give you is uh, look at your consistency with training. If you keep starting and stopping training, if you're like, I'm going to exercise and you go all in for a couple of days and then you're so sore and you're like, I hate this. And then you stop exercising because you're so sore and you do that again, you know, a month or two or however many more weeks later, and you have the same experience, you can stop that cycle by being consistent with your workouts, build up that consistency. Now, also, if you're just grabbing workouts, like grabbing a workout off a of fitness blender or off of Pinterest, and you're not sticking with it for four to six weeks, you're more likely to be sore more often while at the same time, not getting optimal results, right? Cause you're constantly introducing those novel stimuluses I mentioned earlier. Um, when I was talking about times you're more likely to feel DOMS introducing a novel stimulus. And if you're constantly just grabbing this new workout and that new workout that could lead to more DOMS while not giving you progressive overload an opportunity for progressive overload. So you're not going to see the results you're looking for. So let's get consistent and stick with the same training program for a minimum of four weeks. All right. So here are a couple of other things you can try once we've got that in place to reduce DOMS. There was a meta-analysis done in 2018 that showed that massage therapy had the most significant effect on reducing DOMS, perhaps by increasing blood flow. Now, I don't know how realistic it is for you to be running out for a massage every time you're feeling extra sore. Um, if it is, you do have an opportunity to get a massage. Maybe you're somebody who schedules them regularly. Great. Go for it. It might help. 
going along with the idea that increasing blood flow um, to the affected area might help, active recovery seems like a more practical option. So keep moving. Go for a walk. Do a slow ride on your bicycle. Active recovery, just going to keep moving your body. There's also a bit of support that foam rolling may help with DOMS. Um, again, it's something that's easily accessible to most people. Getting a foam roller, not so hard. There are most gyms. You can buy one for super cheap on Amazon. It's certainly not going to hurt. So it's worth a shot to see if that helps you. So give foam rolling a try. The real answer to DOMS is time. Your body is repairing and recovering. And in 48 to 72 hours, DOMS will be gone. That's the real answer, but you can certainly try these things. Try active recovery, try massage, um, try um, foam rolling and see if any of those or some combination of those helps you. All right. Main point today that I want you to remember, takeaway message, stop chasing soreness. Know that it's normal. It comes along, but it is not, it is not the uh, measure by which we want to gauge the effectiveness of your workouts. You're going to know if you're getting an effective workout, if you're seeing results over time, if you're getting stronger over time, this is really hard to gauge within a single workout. You really need to be looking week to week, month to month. If you are able to lift more weights over time, if you are able to, um, if you see visible results, you're going to know you're getting effective workouts. If you're not, if you're always lifting the same weights for the same reps, for the same exercises, you're likely not going to be seeing good results. And if you're not seeing those results in the mirror, uh, in the fit of your clothes, in the shape of your body, you're not getting the results you want. And it's time to look at your programming and what you are doing there. I hope that this has helped. Thanks so much for joining me here today. I will be back next week with another episode of the Fitness Simplified podcast. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm.